You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Humby Savetta. Okay, so this morning I want you to start thinking about your personal space bubble. Like just that thing where when somebody enters into it, you get a little bit uncomfortable. Um, probably a lot of you started thinking about it as soon as somebody you didn't know sat next to you this morning. Uh, so we're already there, so that, that's good. So keep that in mind as I start to tell the story. So there was this one time where I went to a conference, and uh, it's one of those conferences where like, you watch somebody from way far away talk on video, and, and you're just like there watching it like that. So uh, me and a buddy are walking in, and, and we're looking at everything, and I found a row of seats that was completely open. So I'm walking up to it thinking, oh man, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna sit down, spread out, it's gonna be all good. Uh, and so I go and I find my seat, I sit down, and my friend, sits right next to me. So, okay, cool. And, but, uh, and I know, too, that he's like a dude that likes to like spread out, and he's just with that guy that just can't stay to himself. So I, what I did is he was sitting to my right. Um, I understood that I was just going to concede that, that um, armrest. So, okay, I get it. Armrest conceded. So I'm just going to, you know, sit here like this. I'm not going to put my arm up because I don't want, like, his shoulder to be rubbing me the whole time while I'm trying to take notes. So I'll just sit and just lean to this side and I'll take my notes. Um, so the, the thing gets started. We start watching. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes go by. He's, he's been on the armrest the whole time. Well, about 10 minutes in, he starts to get out of the neutral zone and he starts to encroach like in my space. So he kind of gets his arm just over the armrest and he's kind of in my space, which, I mean, it's not a big deal. I've I'd known him for a long time. He's a good friend of mine. So I'll just, I'll let it slide and I just kind of continue on. I'm trying to focus and no, you know, no big deal. Well, another 10 or 15 minutes go by and he leans just a little bit more over. So now like his whole shoulder and arm is in my zone. And again, I'm like, it's okay, it's cool. I'm just this is really important stuff. You know, I really want to hear what this person has to say, continue to take notes. I'm just really on top of it. And, uh, you know, another 10 minutes goes by and um, he moves a little bit further over and I'm like, oh, dang, man, this is, this is starting to get a little uncomfortable. Uh, and, and so I'm just like, it's okay. I'm just, just focused. We're good. So then my friend, another 10 or 15 minutes go by, he kind of sits up and adjusts himself and sits in the chair. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great, thank God, like I can, I can breathe again uh, in here. But then what he does is he just like leans over like that. I mean, the, the armrest, like it's hitting his chest. And I'm like, dude, there's no way, like I'm thinking, there's no way this is comfortable for you at all. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing, I don't understand it. I'm like, but you know what? I'm being professional, I need to listen to the speaker, so I'm just, I'm focused, I'm sitting in my chair like this, and I'm just, I'm locked in. So, you know, I'm good, I'm good, just, just ignoring him. Uh, and then, as I'm going, I feel him start to breathe on me. And I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, we're, we're done. So I, I stop and I go, dude, you need to scoot over. And he turns and looks at me and then starts laughing hysterically and goes, I was just waiting to see how long you would go before you said something. <laughs> now, real quick, how many of you are like super aware of how close the person next to you is sitting right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of you are okay with how close that person is sitting next to you? Cool. How many of you are not okay with how, yeah. Yeah, if you don't know the person, you're like, I'm not raising my hand, just keep focused, do not make eye contact. 
with them. So, have you ever felt like your space was getting invaded? Have you ever felt like the walls are closing in on you? And while you were there, there was nothing that you could do. Now, my story's funny, and, you know, we're, we're laughing about it. And, um, but for some of us that are in here, that feeling of like that, you know, that closed off, just everything, that emotion that comes with it, it's not a joking matter. Because this is a feeling that they have on a regular basis. It's a feeling that you live with all the time. For some of us in here, you had to like coax yourself out of bed. You had to fight yourself just to get out of bed, much less get in your car, drive downtown, deal with all these crazy runners all over the place, and then show up to sit next to some dude that's all up in your space. Now, if you feel anxiety like this all the time, you might be suffering from an anxiety disorder. And the way anxiety works a lot of the time is a lot like that friend of mine that was sitting next to me. It'll start pretty, you know, normal, and then it'll push in, and it'll creep in, and it'll creep in, and then all of a sudden, one day, you're gonna wake up and you're going to realize that your space is totally invaded and you are not comfortable where you are at all. That's why this series is so important, guys. It's just like Doug said last week. I choose to deal with how I feel. And we want you to deal with your anxiety. And I understand it's tough to deal with. I've dealt with my fair share of it. And part of the reason it's so tough to deal with is it's hard to distinguish anxiety from legitimate fears. Anxiety and fear are very closely related, but they are not twins, they're cousins. Fear is something that we feel when there's like actually something in front of us or that we're about to encounter that there's a real danger to it. Or it could potentially harm us or mess with our life or, or our job or whatever it is. Like, it can legitimately harm us. Now, for example, um, if you're, like, walking down the San Antonio River, you go on the South Reach, the Mission Reach, and you're walking there and you kind of make a turn around the corner and you see a rattlesnake in the middle of the path and it's, like, rattling at you and it's, look, it's staring you down, the feeling that you feel in that moment, that's fear, Whereas on the other side, anxiety is creating a fear without any real evidence to be shown in front of you. It's your brain creating fear for your life when it doesn't have to. For example, let's keep on using this rattlesnake metaphor. So what fear says, oh man, that's scary, let's get out of here, there's a snake in front of me. But anxiety would say that there's gonna be a rattlesnake on every single path that you are gonna take for the rest of your life. That's the difference between fear and anxiety. Anxiety is creating a fight or flight response in our body every time we feel that. Because the fear, you know, you see the snake, you go, oh man, I gotta get out of here. And you, everything gets going and that fear gets going. Well, when you're laying down in bed and you're just thinking about life and that anxiety starts going, fight or flight happens inside of you while you're laying down in bed or watching TV or like walking around outside. That's what's going on. It's putting extra stress on you. So I wanna show you guys what happens, what exactly happens to your body 
when you feel fear, when you feel this stress. And it's according to Harvard Medical. There it says, as neurotransmitters carry the impulse to the sympathetic nervous system, heart and breathing rates increase. Muscles tense and blood flow is diverted from the abdominal organs to the brain. In short term, anxiety prepares us to confront a crisis by putting the body on alert. And that's awesome, right? You want your body on alert. You want that extra blood in your brain to make good decisions when you're in the middle of a stressful situation. You want, um, you know, your muscles to be tense so you can like move faster and jump higher and lift things uh, uh, better. You want all those things to be happening in those moments. But what happens when you're dealing with this all the time? Here's what Harvard has to say about that. Its physical effects can be counterproductive, causing lightheadedness, nausea, diarrhea, and frequent urination. And when it persists, anxiety can take a toll on our mental and physical health. Anxiety has been implicated in several chronic physical illnesses, including heart disease, chronic respiratory disorders, and gastrointestinal conditions. Yeah, that's awesome that we get in this fight or flight, but anxiety is destroying you. It's literally breaking down your brain and your body. And if that's not bad enough, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, the U.S. is the most anxious country in the entire world. As a matter of fact, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in our country, affecting 40 million adults. That's one out of every five adults. So there's a potential to have 80 people in this room right now that are dealing with anxiety, at least. And here's the thing, all this talk about anxiety, it makes me anxious. And that's kind of part of the problem because the way that we like to deal with our anxiety, when we're feeling stressed and we're feeling all this stuff, what do we do? We pull out our phone, we start you know, looking at our feeds and then we go there and that just makes it worse. Everybody's yelling at each other about the different political things or you know, uh, if pizza should have pineapples on it or not or you know, like all this ridiculous but everybody's fighting with each other. Or, you know, we like sit down and we just like want to watch a, a game and turn off our brain for a little bit. But that game ends eventually. And then the Spurs losing is creating all kinds of anxiety for me in my heart. <sighs> just come on, guys. I love you. I just need good things. Um, or worse. We throw ourselves into drinking, trying to numb it, right? Or doing drugs or finding random hookups. We do whatever we can in the hopes of escaping, but none of it works. And guys, if we let anxiety slowly creep into our lives unchecked, it will crush us. So where can we turn? What can we do to counteract all the anxiety that we are feeling in our lives? Well, first off, as you guys walked in, you saw all those tables set up out there. One of the groups that's there is the, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, and they can point you in the right direction on where to get help. 
Now, if the anxiety is too much to deal with, go out there, go talk to people. Talk to the counselors. Talk with the folks from NAMI. Get the help as soon as possible. And you know what? Sometimes this might lead to you taking medication. That's okay, guys. Think of it like this. If you broke your arm, would you just walk throughout the rest of your life going, no, 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 no. It, it kills me. This, is, this hurts so bad. I can't use my arm at all, but I don't really want to go to the doctor. I don't really want to like, take this medicine to help this get better. I'm just going to keep on going with a broken arm. That's exactly what you're doing if you have anxiety or you have some sort of mental health issue and you leave it alone. It's like you're walking around with a broken arm. There's no shame in getting help for these mental issues. So do something healthy for yourself and go outside and talk to those folks. Remember the series declaration, I choose to deal with how I feel. So no matter how overwhelming or how small your anxiety might be, a great place for you to start is actually the Bible. And that'll deal with some of your anxiety. Now, in the New Testament alone, anxiety or worry is mentioned 29 times. God understood that what we were going to be dealing with, so he gave us all kinds of advice on this stuff. And one of the best pieces of scripture dealing with anxiety can be found in Philippians 4. So let's go ahead and take a look at that scripture. There it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Now, this passage is fantastic for dealing with anxiety in your lives. Not only that, it can be very simply remembered. Now, one of the resources that I used preparing for this talk was Max Lucado's book, Anxious for Nothing. Now, in there, he goes verse by verse through Philippians 4, this passage that we just read, and he breaks it down into the acrostic calm, C-A-L-M. So at this point, here's what I want you to do. I'm putting it up on the screen. I want you to take your phones out, and I want you to take a picture of this. Because this acrostic is one of the best tools that you can have to start dealing with any level of anxiety. I'm not even gonna lie, I'll be totally honest with you. I have gone through calm about a dozen times over the last, I don't know, 24 hours because I have had so much anxiety about preaching about anxiety. It's been ridiculous. So let's uh, go through all this. C is celebrate, A is ask for help, L is learn is peace, and M is meditate on good things. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to say C is for, and then I want you guys to say celebrate. And then I'm going to say A is for, ask for help. And then, or, you know, you will do it like that, all right? You guys ready? 
Okay. C is for? Celebrate. A is for? L is for? M is for? That was just the weirdest episode of Sesame Street ever. <laughs> okay, so now we've got these. Let's go ahead and go through these one by one. We'll start with C, celebrate. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Guys, the way anxiety works in part is because we replay everything over and over and over again in our heads. It's just like this cycle of going and going and going and we think about it until we're overwhelmed. And we think about all these bad things that are either we're dealing with or that we're going to deal with or that we have dealt with before. So I want you to stop that. I don't want you to meditate on this mess. Instead, I want you to rejoice in God. You have to look to him. Recognize how great he is. Is God bigger than whatever problem you're dealing with right now? Yes. Does he have the power to help you move away from your anxiety? Of course he does. So before we do anything else, you have to rejoice in God and appreciate who he is and what he can do for you. That's the letter C. So once you do that, the next step is the letter A, ask for help. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, this is one of the toughest parts with dealing, of dealing with anxiety. Now, part of the reason uh, that a lot of us deal with anxiety, including myself and, some pe and lots of friends that I've talked to while preparing for this, is because we're doing our best to control the things that are happening around us in our life. Because if I can make sure that I'm prepared, if I do everything I can, when I do hit this crazy thing, I'm gonna be set. So then what happens is I start doing all this stuff to prepare for the crazy thing that may or may not come. Normally it's not gonna come, but I'm still preparing for it. If I'm doing all this stuff over here and one thing goes wrong, well, I start going crazy. I start feeling all this, this angst inside of me because I'm going, well, if I don't do this right here, then this thing over here is gonna be awful. I've created this fear. And so the first thing that you can do, the, one of the hardest things that you gotta do is ask for help. You have to ask God to help you. And he explains exactly how you do that. First off, he's, Paul tells us, be anxious for nothing. He says, nothing in this world is worthy of anxiety. Nothing. Then you pray. We know what that is, we talk to God. And then you do it through petition. You ask, and you ask specifically what you need. It's not, hey God, can you make you know, work better? No, it's like, hey God, my boss has been riding me for the last couple of weeks, can you just like get him to ease up? Or I've got this crazy project coming up uh, at the office, can you just give me something to, to do in, in an easier way? Or, or, you know, man, my kids have just been nuts. I need you to just calm them down. Can you give me a better heart to deal with them? Can you give them a more patient heart to deal with me? You've gotta be specific in what you ask. Uh, then in the end, you do it all through thanksgiving. 
with an attitude of thanksgiving, being grateful, thanking him for doing something before he even does it. So, of course, when you ask God for help. That's incredibly important. You ask him. But not only that, one of the things that God has provided for us is a tribe of people around us. So in addition to asking God for help, talk to the people around you. Ask them for help. If you're feeling anxious, if things are going crazy, pick up the phone, send a text message, make a phone call. It's as easy as that. Now, they're not going to be a substitution for taking your problems to God, but it's a good thing to do in addition to taking your problems to God. Now, speaking of tribes, here's one of the things that I, that I wanted to see and, and talk about is I want there to be a tribe that deals specifically with folks that have anxiety. And what I'd love for you guys to do is go through the book written by Max Lucado, Anxious for Nothing, together as a tribe. So if you feel like you're supposed to lead that, after this service is over, go to the back, go to the lobby, uh, fill out one of the volunteer forms, and just on it write, lead anxiety tribe, okay? Now, for all of you out there that are like, I would love to attend that, but I don't want to lead it, just stay tuned. Uh, over the next few weeks when we get something going, I'll let you know when we're going to start meeting and, and what uh, that's going to look like, okay? All right, so that's all of A. Let's look at the next letter, L, which is learn his peace. There it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So the hard part is done. Letting go of your control, handing it over to God, letting other people help you in your life, that's done. Now, what do you do? Well, God's going to start giving you this peace because you don't have to worry about all these things. You're not juggling all these things in your life anymore because you've just handed it over to God. So once that happens, you get to enjoy his peace, a peace that is so incredible and it's so great that there's no way that you will ever understand it. But I want you to learn how to lean into it. I want you to learn that his peace is there. And this peace is so incredible that it's going to guard your heart and your mind. And when you look at that word guard, in the original Greek, it's translated from a military term that means to protect or garrison. So think of God with his peace watching over you like a soldier, a soldier that is guarding your heart and guarding your mind from the anxiety that is looking to take you down. So once you figure that out, you experience the peace. You're done, right? You're like, boom, I'm out. No more anxiety, it's all cured. No, because if you're an anxious person, you know that it's not just one thing you're anxious about. It's like a thousand things that you're dealing with all the time. So you have to constantly be fighting against that. And that's okay, because Paul knew that we were dealing with that too. And we see that in the letter M, meditate on good things. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I know there's this idea that thoughts are just random and we have no control over what we think or how we think about them. Uh, we can't make ourselves like stop worrying and stop being anxious once it gets going. I totally understand that. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking about what you think about. 
So when you find yourself in the middle of this anxiety and you're down the path, I want you to retrace your steps. I want you to go back to the point where it started, where this anxiety started. So the next time that you, start, that you find yourself go, about to go down this path of just ridiculous worry and anxiety, I want you to stop and instead start thinking about whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Guys, there's so many things there that you can replace it with. The reason this list is so long is because he wants to give you all the options that he can for you to think about instead of worrying and being anxious. And that's exactly what we want. We want you to start developing an attitude of gratitude. We want you to be thankful because anxiety can exist in, in a place where gratitude is winning out. Those two things are polar opposites. It's like the darkness can't exist where there's light. My, if my hand was completely lit all the way around, it would be completely light all the way around and there'd be no darkness. It's the same thing with gratitude and anxiety. So because of all these things, because of all the calm, because of everything I told you, here's what our big idea is for today. Be anxious for nothing and keep calm. Be anxious for nothing and keep calm. This is what I want you guys to cling onto. Because guys, anxiety will destroy each and every one of us if we can't go and keep calm. Anxiety is one of the greatest tools that the enemy uses against us. Anxiety will steal from you constantly. It's taking your joy away in every single part of your life. And it's interesting because the origin of the word anxious in the Greek is a word merimneo. And that's actually made up of two words. It's a compound word. And the two words in Greek are divide and mind. So when we are anxious, our mind is divided. It's like this. My job is fantastic. But what happens if the economy goes bad? Am I going to keep it? Or it's like, my family is amazing. But I have so many chores I've got to take care of. I've got to go do all this work because I can't have a messy house. Or my spouse is awesome, but I'd better keep on doing everything exactly the right way or they're going to leave me the first chance they get. Guys, these are all the things that we're told. And this is exactly how anxiety can steal every single good thing that God has given to us. But we don't need to fear anxiety. This isn't a battle that we do on our own. As we meditate on good things, let's meditate on the greatness and the praiseworthiness of Jesus. And we can look at Matthew 11 to do just that. There it says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father. And no one truly knows the father except the son and those whom the son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, come to me. 
all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. And for those of us that are anxious, the burden that we carry all the time, it's heavy. It's crushing us every single day. There is no rest for someone with overwhelming anxiety. But there's Jesus. God in the flesh, the most powerful being in the history of existence. And he's looking at you and he's saying, I see, I see that you're tired. I'll take this for you. He's saying, you don't have to do this by yourself anymore. I will give you rest for your soul. I will give you a peace that you don't even understand. And guys, right now, this is Jesus reaching his hand out to you. If you are hearing me say these words right now, this is God choosing you. He puts you here right now so you can hear this message. This message that he will take care of everything. You don't have to do it by yourself anymore. Trust in Jesus. Be anxious for nothing and keep calm. Now for some of you, you've never started your relationship with Jesus. You haven't even gotten the chance yet to start handing things over because you don't even know who he is. Now if that's you, I want to give you the opportunity to start that relationship with him right now. So let's all bow our heads to pray. So if you're one of the folks in here that has never believed in Jesus and you want to start that relationship right now, silently pray something like this with me. Jesus, I'm out of options. I don't have anywhere else to go. You are my last hope. So right here, right now, I want to say, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And from here on out, I will follow you the best way I know how. So with our heads still bowed, if you're someone who's been a believer your whole life or you just started right here, right now, I want you to pray something like this with me. Jesus, this burden is too much. I can't hold it up anymore. I need you. I need you to take my heavy burden. I'm exhausted. I can't shake these feelings. I can't stop these thoughts. I'm not strong enough to do this by myself. So I want to give it all to you. All my worries, all my anxiety, everything. I don't want to hold on to it anymore. Please take it.
Jesus, whatever is in front of me, I'll trust you with it. Help me keep my eyes on you and give me your peace. And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So right now, I want to give you the chance to continue to lay down all your worries and all your anxiety. During this time, I want you guys to have a physical response to what you just talked about with God right now. I want you to physically let him know that you're going to hand over all your anxiety, that you're going to hand over all of your worries. And you can do that in two different ways. One, we're going to open up the front. If you want to come and kneel before God and that's how you're going to tell him that you're giving him your worries, then come up here and do that. If you're going to stay in your seat, here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands up as if you're grabbing everything and you're just handing it over to him. So while we stand right now, I want you guys to listen to the band and sing along and move to the front. So let's all stand and worship and hand over everything to our great Father that loves us so much. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for taking on all of this for us. Continue to remind us to keep our eyes on you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.